Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. I forgot to mention something that occurred yesterday or the day before maybe. I was out walking in the heat and I saw a grasshopper in front of me and the grasshopper just kept going and I looked it up and it said it means it wants you to take a leap of faith. And so today I did that. I won't go into it, but it's the Dr. Zeus podcast. So I promise you an interesting and insightful show. It's just me, you, the audience. Stay tuned. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Sometimes... We have a gut feeling, I know I do, and I listen to it. And sometimes it could be shocking what you're about to do, but you have to do it. As I look upon the landscape of what's coming, hey, the unknown. We are truly living in unknown times. Dark waters, yes. As I said yesterday, or was it the day before? It was one of those days. It was really hot. And I was out walking. And I was listening to a book on on audio. And I saw this, this grasshopper. I thought it was a cricket, but crickets make noise. And it was a grasshopper. And... It just kept jumping in front of me, and I thought, that's a sign of something. I need to pay attention to it. And I kept I kept watching it. I should have followed it because it turned left. And I thought, okay. And I looked it up, and it was, yep, wants me to take a leap of faith. Okay? It's not always an easy thing to do. Today, I had to do that. So, you know, the world is my oyster. Truly is. What's going to come out? I don't know. But more than ever, I want to make this show beloved. I want you all to love. Well, you know, some of you do. Some of you do. You know, I've reached out to people. Um... To help, I want to do an intro. I I listen to what shit happens when you party naked has to say about. And they have a wonderful intro, and I thought, well, I don't really want a music intro because I like heavy metal. How are they going to scream that? And then I thought, why don't I just have people talking about the show, and I put it as the intro, because you know I talk about a lot of different things. Music, movies, sex, life, sometimes politics, paintings, you know, dreams. Just like Fleetwood Mac. I love Fleetwood Mac. I've often joked that Fleetwood Mac should really just be called Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. But because she writes such amazing songs. But then that, you know, yeah, I realized that's wrong because then what about Christine McVie? You know, she writes really good songs, too. Tell me lies. Come on. Come on. 
If you're a child of the 80s like I was, that's that's a banger right there. Fleetwood Max, Tell Me Lies. And then when you grow up, you become an adult and you recognize, oh my God, that song. So see, I can go from, you know, when people say, you know, you should really pick a topic. Why? To appease you? I don't think so. I have all these different topics inside my head that I can go to, you know, such as Fleetwood Mac. I love Fleetwood Mac, but I love Stevie Nicks. Um, If you listen to the earlier recordings of Fleetwood Mac, they sound good. But then if you if you've ever seen the dance, Fleetwood Mac, 20 years of the 20th celebration of Fleetwood Mac's rumors. Okay, that is an amazing experience. Here's why. Most singers, as they get on and time continues and grows, their voice kind of lacks an emotion to it. In the case of Stevie Nicks, she got better. Because if you listen to the earlier recordings of Fleetwood Mac, they sound good. But I've always felt that Stevie didn't have that grit in her voice until the 80s. And then into the 90s, it got nice and it got thick. Because she meant it. I mean, there's a beautiful moment. This is not going to be a Fleetwood Mac podcast. Don't worry. I love them, but, you know, we have other things to talk about. But we're talking about this. That moment where she looks at Lindsay Buckingham, her lover, when she was practicing witchcraft in the 70s. Just kidding. Maybe. Hey, she wrote that song, Rhiannon. That's about a witch. I, I went to school with a girl named Rhiannon. She would talk about that, too. She, you know, I hope she's listening. You know, I want to say something. And this is how this show takes many different steps. You know, I I really had a, a hellish experience in school. I don't like to dwell on it because I survived it. You know, um, a lot of people take their own life. I thankfully didn't because I recognize that there was something further on beyond junior high beyond high school they were calling me names every day and 20 years later whom do i get in contact with but my school um uh friend whom i i i knew from the time we were little kids to adults well teenagers and um one night she really surprised me she messaged me She's the only one to ever do this. And she said, I just want to say that if I was ever mean to you, I want to apologize. I was speechless. I was spe- I didn't get emotional because, you know, I've moved on. That was a long time ago. But I thought, well... Never, you know, I I never thought of that. And then she said how she has girls, her little girls. And I thought, you know, thank you. Thank you. That's all you can say. You know, um, yeah. We went to high school in a really small town 
Everyone knew each other. Everyone. And I've said this before. There was that time when um, two girls kissed and people just went apeshit. Some people liked it, but most of, most of the kids at our school were just disgusted by it. You know, I myself, I was, I was not trying to weigh in on that. When you're 16, 17, you don't know who you are. I sure as hell didn't. And I love how people say, oh, we knew about you. But see, that's not, you can't do that to someone and force them. It's not how life works. And um, I have another friend of this show whom I went to high school with, you know, um, she's living a really amazing life. Um, I remember because she asked me to go to the prom with her and I said, no, that's okay. I didn't want to go. You know, we're both of LGBT and I kind of knew that early on about her. You know, myself, it was kind of like back of my mind. We'll figure it out. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we came back into each other's lives. She thinks I'm funny, which is good. You know, I don't always think I'm funny. I'm just truthful. I'm just saying what's on the top of my head. You know, it's kind of like a Sophia Petrillo thing. If you've ever watched Golden Girls, out of all of them, I relate to Sophia. Even as a little kid, I wanted to be 80 years old. I mean, shit, you know? I, I love all four of them. I love Dorothy. You know, my mother's a teacher. I was a teacher. Maybe I'll go back. Who knows? Um, Rose, I love Rose because I know people like Rose. I know people like Blanche. You know, some people would say that Samantha Jones from Sex and the City is kind of inspired. Blanche inspired that character. Maybe. And then there's Sophia. Picture it, Sicily. Those are iconic moments. She's the only Funko Pop I have. Um, But then I have the Funko verse, so then I have all four of them. That's a difficult thing to learn, that game. But I'll learn it eventually. You know, that that's the beauty of the show. I can talk about whatever I want, when I want. And I just want the people at Anchor to know and Spotify that I will do a professional show for you. I will talk about a subject, um, something in the news, and then I will do my fun shows, you know? I mean, podcasting... The first person that I thought of who had a very successful podcast was Mark Maron, WTF. He's had President Obama. He's had Keith Richards. He had Harry Dean Stanton. I love Harry Dean Stanton. Talk about a character actor. That reminds me, I need to watch Paris, Texas because I rented it and I don't want it to languish without watching it. I mean, he was in the Avengers. I I remember seeing him and thinking, that's Harry Dean Stanton. Do you know, I was listening to Angelica Houston's book. And she talks about Jack Nicholson and how Jack Nicholson loved Harry Dean Stanton's name. So much so that he would carve the initials in movies. He'd carve it into a tree. It'd always be HDS in a movie. Thank you, Jack. Uh, 
because he recognized the brilliance of a character actor. You know, Harry Dean didn't really have many leading roles, but he was that character actor that you remembered. If you saw Pretty in Pink, you remember the dad because that was Harry Dean Stanton. If you watched um, Cool Hand Luke, the guy singing with the guitar, Harry Dean Stanton. Um, I mean, he, he's been in so many films, you know, um, talk about an actor right there, you know, where it's about the craft. It's not about the fame. It's not about the notoriety. He never was nominated for an Oscar, you know, here's the thing with the Academy Awards. They're kind of a hit and miss. Sometimes they give it to the person, you know, who is so deserving. And then other times it's like, are you kidding me? You know, um, and then they give it to someone who's been around a long time and they do a performance, Helen Mirren, the queen, that astonishes all of us. When I saw the queen, I remember I saw the trailer first and then I saw an interview she gave. I knew she was going to win that Oscar because Helen Mirren had been around a long time and she's playing someone who's alive. Uh, You know, the Academy loves transformative performances and then they like crap, la la land. Um, You know, yeah, it's the, it's the Academy. It's the Academy. Um, you know, they give Marlon Brando an Oscar for The Godfather. Marlon Brando protests and does not show up. And Sasheen Littlefeather goes to collect. <sighs> they failed to give an Oscar to Igmar Bergman for directing. But they give him an honorary Oscar. Does he show up? No. It was only recently that I started watching Igmar Bergman films. I love The Seventh Seal. I've seen The Immigrants, parts of it, you know. But that's the beauty of the Dr. Zeus podcast is we can talk about whatever we want on the show. And I love the audience. I, you know, the audience tells me I love the show I love that it's you, it's 500% you, you're talking about this, you're talking about that, you know. And as I've said before, the, you know, when I listen to Mark Maron's WTF, it's like he's talking to me. It's He's just talking to me. He's not talking to millions of people, he's talking to me. And another person who really could do that was Lou Reed. Lou Reed, singer-songwriter. I put those headphones on. He's talking about take a walk on the wild side. He's talking to me. He's talking about um, it's such a perfect day. He's talking to me. And when he died, I remember um, John Stewart paid tribute to Lou Reed. And there was an interview with Lou Reed where he's like, with headphones, you're mine, which is true. And so when I do this show, I want you all to either listen to it in your car or on some really good speakers 
are on headphones. And yes, I do listen to the show just to see, okay, where can I improve? You know, um, I used to listen to this show on my way to work, on my way to different things in the car. And it really helped, you know, I would, I would listen to it also to calm myself down. If I was feeling nervous, I was like, okay, let me listen to my passion project because this was a passion project. You know, I didn't really like public speaking until I was in college and that that's tough. I had a really great professor who said to me one time, you did good, but you read from the speech. We want to see your face. She said, we want to see your nice face. That's how she said it. Um, you know, she's funny. Um, I remember she's the only person ever of professors. I was telling her about the band Tool. And I made her copies of all of Tool's current albums. And she was stunned. And I put them in her box. And she loved them. And years later, we both were at the same Tool concert. And that a lot of people can't say that, is that they were at the same concert as their professor, their former professor. And I remember she messaged me and she says, did you, what, did you feel that feeling that you feel that it's like electricity from that concert? I say, yes, I did. Now she had better seats than me. And I saw Tool again this past um, January. Of all the times that I've seen Tool, that was the best. Not just because here we are, COVID, and who knows when we're going to go see concerts again. It was the best because it was almost like the new album was amazing. And it made me love the title track, Fear Inoculum, even more. I liked it at first, but I loved it even more when I saw them do it in concert. And I took my friend and we drove, you know, I was so excited that day to leave work and just go see Tool. And that's why I do this show. I do this show so that I can talk to all of you. We can talk about things. When I first started doing this show, it was a form of venting. You know, I would have some really crappy days. And I knew that if I was able not to talk about it directly, because, you know, there's certain forms of confidentiality that you can't talk about. And I respect that. And so, but I was able to talk about how I felt without naming names, without naming situations. And so, you know, that's, that's why I do this show. I started this show out as a passion project, as a form of venting. You know, for years, people have been telling me to go see a shrink. And I was like, you know what? I almost studied to be a shrink. I'll just, this is my, my, my couch, you know, the show. This is my sofa. Yeah. I'm not going to mention Freud because Freud was a very flawed individual. 
And yeah, people can call him the father of, of psychology, but you know, he was very sexist. He maybe possibly was homophobic, even though his his favorite daughter was a lesbian and continued his work, you know. So I mean, he was a, I read his book. I read the book about Freud, how he died in exile in England during, you know, I think it was was it after Kristallnacht? If you know your history, Kristallnacht, which was a very violent moment before it really started to get crazy. I don't, you know, I'd have to because I don't know when the concentration camps started going up. Probably late 30s. Um, yeah. And Freud, you know, they were they were burning his books and they were burning a lot of books. So But see, we can talk about that. We can talk about historical moments. You know, Um, also the fact that that orange idiot in the White House thinks that uh, the pandemic helped to bring more morale and end World War II. Well, World War II wasn't in 1918. That was World War One, and it wasn't called World War One. It was called the Great War. It wasn't until after World War Two it was referred to as World War One. So you Trumpers, do your history, okay? I know a lot of you want to sweep it under the rug. And speaking of sweeping things under the rug. You know who doesn't sweep things under the rug? And I love her for it. Because she wears her heart on her sleeve and that big blonde wig. I want to give a shout out to Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton came out today in support of Black Lives Matter. I think that's wonderful. You know, she's not just this white lady with blonde hair and the nails and the look. She's a singer for everybody. She's not just this country singer, you know, who wrote that song, Jolene. I can hear it in my head right now. Or My Coat of Many Colors, which is a very sentimental song for her. Or I Will Always Love You, that uh, Whitney Houston Immortalized. She loved Whitney's version. She really did. Um, nine to five, Islands in the Stream. You know what my favorite Dolly? I, I loved it when Dolly Parton did Collective Souls Shine. Yeah. I love both versions. And, uh, and I love Dolly. And she has a literacy program that sends kids books. And so, you know, Dolly Parton, I love you. I've always thought you were hilarious. And I love you even more now because that says a lot right there. That says a lot for a country artist. Someone who was reared on the teeth of Nashville 
but was not your typical Nashville singer because she wrote all her own songs. A lot of people in Nashville didn't write their own songs. People would write them for them. You know, if you wanted to be a a songwriter, you went to Nashville. You would write these songs for other artists. And Dolly didn't do it that way. And And I love it that here is this influential woman and she's coming out for Black Lives Matter. And I love that. I think it's great. I think if more people came out for it, you know, because she even said, you know, it's it's about this moment. It's about supporting one another to those who have been, you know, discriminated against. And Dolly's with you. So, you know, I can hear nine to five right now in my head. She's so good in that. You know, as an actress... And this is not, I mean, this is the Dr. Zeus podcast, but sometimes you got to just, as she would say, let your light shine. Um, as an actress, she's rich. She don't, they don't really give her the, I mean, she, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a tearjerker movie. A lot of, a lot of guys won't admit to watching, you know, Steel Magnolias. I watched it. She's a damn good actress. Especially Steel Magnolias. There's something about Dolly Parton and Steel Magnolias. You know, you oh, you got Julia Roberts, Olympia Dukakis, Oscar winners, Shirley MacLaine, Sally Field, Daryl Hannah. And you've got Dolly Parton. And Dolly Parton's with there, right there with them. You know, I loved her 9 to 5. Um, yeah. I remember years ago, she did a movie in the 80s. It was almost like a Snow White kind of thing where she eats the poison apple of something Smoky Mountains, you know? Yeah. See, everything that we can fit into this show, I'll put into this show for you, you know? Um... It's a it's a good thing because I, you know, I'm aware of the platform of the podcast, the people that you can reach, you know, especially during these times, people are uh, isolated. And I have a lot of people out there who would always say to me, oh, you know, you really should just go move away. I'm glad I didn't. Because if I did, I would probably be alone somewhere. And I'm thankful that I have family around and friends that I see from time to time. You know, and um, yeah, it's it's very important. So that's a, that's a, a thing for you, audience. Always listen to yourself. Don't listen to others. And people try to tell me that shit. Oh, like... You know, my friend, oh, you really should think about getting your own place. Kind of glad at this point I didn't. One day, yes. And it will be a house. Kind of like Tina Turner. I love what she's like. I'm going home somewhere bigger than a house. It's like, well, shit. Proud Mary. Um, But yeah, you know. I always have people trying to give me advice and um, sometimes I got to take my own advice. P- 
people, you know, uh, as my good friend, Dr. Uh, Asian Exotic Asian Cherry Blossom would say, low functioning people, high functioning people. And today, that was so apparent in my mind. And I thought of her and I'm thinking, oh, my God, can we get like a telepathic link? I hope she heard me. I know she's hearing me right now. You know. So, yeah, she taught me not to give a fuck. She did. And I'm forever grateful. You know. So, yeah, this one's for you, exotic Asian cherry blossom. Yeah, she's a tough motherfucker. She is. Don't fuck with her. Oh, damn. She's a chef, man. She'll get you. Yeah. And she's one of the few people who doesn't judge me. I remember I told her, oh, so-and-so says I should have moved out. And she's like, fuck him. What the fuck is their problem? Why do they want you to be like them? That's what she told me. She said, low-functioning motherfuckers. I said, yeah, you're right. You're right. She was like, you got to watch that one. I don't know. She was like, "You, I don't know why you hang out with that person. No, that po- person is low-functioning. Yeah, she's right. That person doesn't want to help themselves. I can agree right there. Always excuses. And she kind of made me recognize that. She's like, She's like, Dr. Seuss, you can't be around those people. Fuck them. Fuck those motherfuckers. That's what she told me. You know, she's a a successful, successful woman. And I love her for it. And um, she she was a fan of the Dr. Seuss podcast early on. She's been on the show. You know, um, yeah. So here's to the show, you know, wherever it goes. Today I I was going to promote one of the shows, Biden and Harris, but it was rejected probably because it's about politics. So whatever, you know, that's fine. And I do promote myself. I do. So I put my money where my mouth is or my mouth where my money is, whatever. Unpleasant dreams.